welcome to the Indie Film Review, an independent filming review podcast where I, Jared, review independent film, and Dan also reviews independent film. Dan, your thoughts? My thoughts? Uh, I review independent films, but today I'm going to be your one-way guide to <laughs> sniffing out the best hair metal in oh. the country. And We're going to get world. real close. Internationally renowned hair metal artists are taking you by storm and making you have a good time. Do you not want to have a good time? Well, too bad because we are having a good time. We're going to sniff their hair and it's not going to be weird. It's going to be consensual tonight at the Superdome. Uh, hey, <laughs> Dan. Why are we saying these words? Because we watched a documentary today entitled Hair Metal Revival. Hair Metal um, Revival! Jared, do you have the information of the man who sent this to us? So Bruce Moore sent us this. Thank you so much, Bruce Moore. Um, he has, according to what the information he gave us, he has produced multiple documentaries about... Like metal from the 80s, which I, I find very fascinating. He's definitely a historian of sorts, a contemporary oh. historian making these cool documentaries. They're very palatable, too. I mean, at least this one was because it's only an hour long. Mm -hmm. Has a lot of interesting things to say. Yeah, it's this was uh, it definitely kept my attention, it especially that's that's a compliment because I'm not. Like, this isn't a subject that I'm huge on or know a lot about or, like, have really dug into. Me either, but I do, I like hair metal enough to, like, really appreciate this um, mm. quite a mm -hmm. bit. I think it's interesting that it's called Hair Metal Revival because, like, the, the film is largely concerned with, like, this kind of resurgence of the genre, like, whenever it died. So, okay, here we go. As much as I like this, I also have, I have some bones to pick with it. I know it's coming. I know it's happening. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Did you read the description? Is that what you're... Yes, okay. I did. So, <laughs> I... <laughs> all right. Um, wait, 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 hold on. Before you go on, because the film has such an interesting and fun message to it, and then you read the description, and I feel like that is in direct contrast. It is almost contradicting the entire documentary. Yes, okay. That was going to be my point. Okay, so here's the first sentence or two about this 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 description civilization fell on september 10th 1991 when nirvana released their chart topping record nevermind from Jesus that point on Christ. from that point on we had inflicted upon us music to cut your wrist by and for those who wanted to be professionally miserable <laughs> This was not a good time. All right. Uh, that's all I'm going to read. <laughs> and that's, there's a lot more. It, it goes on yes, and on. It, it goes like on and that, on. And it's very unkind to Nirvana. Now, Nirvana, that's how, that's why I started playing instruments. That's why I, I'm a guitar player, right? Like I know every Nirvana yeah. song and I, I can take it. I can take the, the criticism of Nirvana. It doesn't bother me. It's, it's not even criticism though. It's just it's, like, hey, it's fuck, fuck that. <laughs> it's there's like, no criticism. Anyway. Just the the Nirvana hurt this guy somehow is what I'm getting, and I that, that's okay. And you can not like Nirvana, but totally, I feel yeah. like there are some culturally relevant things about the the scene that surrounded Nirvana that you're also trying to pick up in in the hair metal, which 
I just found to be like like you said, it's a very interesting dichotomy where it's like your message in the 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 film is not necessarily the same as the message that you're providing in the description. Yes. And within the documentary, there are hair metal bands that are dark and also similar in yes. tone to what Nirvana was doing, which I thought was interesting yes. to me. And a lot of the people in the documentary, because you're they're interviewing a bunch of different hair metal performers, right? And how they feel about the industry industry back then and now and maybe the future, right? A lot of them are saying like, hey, you know, this is like a niche thing. Uh, we have our audience and they're loyal and there's definitely an outlet for people if they want to get into this stuff. Like, it's there. It's not as big as it once was, but that's okay. And uh, and some of them think it's okay, some not. You know, it's kind of like this, the discussion there. But the main thing is that, do you want to be into this? Then that's cool. If it's not your scene, there's other stuff to listen to and that's cool. That's fine. Like, it yeah. just groove with whatever yeah. you want to groove with. And you're getting that message and then you read the synopsis of this, the description, and you're like, what what is going on here? It's like <laughs> it's like a tirade. I don't know. It was very uh, very strange to me because I don't think it fits how the f the film makes you feel with what's going well, on with the evolution of hair metal. That's kind of where I'm going with this. The big criticism I have of that is. Yes, Nirvana was one of the nails that's in the coffin of hair metal, but it's certainly not the last one. Mm. You know, like it was. It, it's it's a it's a big part of the downfall. But there's so much more culturally that has just shifted yes. and shifted and shifted. And it's like hair metal had like a okay. Glam is where it started, and it just it had this long trajectory, like from the 1970s, late 1970s, on into the 1980s, and then you know it died in the 90s. Like that's how music goes, because grunge was very short lived. They even bring this up too, so it's like okay, there's glam metal, which is like David Bowie and, and what like Motley Crue, I guess, and some of these other bands, and then that evolved into hair metal, which I love, and they keep talking about the evolution of how this stuff works then wouldn't you say that music just kept evolving and then it became grunge? Yeah, exactly. And then it's not even grunge anymore. Like, it, grunge is, like, old. It went to new metal, and now it's, like, it, there's pop music. Who the is, fuck knows what's very, going on right now? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, you have these rock acts, but they're not, like, there's, there's not necessarily a big metal scene aside from the people who are already into metal. The thing that really, because the defining characteristics and they even they talk about it in the film as well it's like you dress a certain way and you fucking shred and you kill it right and so you're dressing up yeah. in like women's clothes you have the long hair uh the bouffant uh what's it like over the top nature of it right and that's i like that presentation style and like how like crazy that is but then i feel like other people can take this genre and like still have the fun over the topness, but do they, I don't know if they have to, do they have to necessarily dress exactly no. like no, every hair this, metal person to be hair metal? A, I, it's weird to me. I feel like you can really fuck around with the genre and still make it what you want it to be. There's a band that I got into recently from like 2010. They only made one album mm -hmm. and it's basically like a hair metal revival band called Bad City. And I just, I'm in love with the album. It's so fucking good. The track um, Don't Stop is my favorite, but it's a bonus track that was only released in Japan. Um, as So it's like, it, it's, it's, I, I have a soft spot for this type of music. Like whenever I was in um, studio art classes in, in college, 
I would listen to the local radio station that played all these classic rock songs and hair metal was such a huge staple in that station. So the, it just, it reminded me of back then, like 10 years ago, whenever I was just, you know, listening to that nonstop. I feel like for, uh, for hair metal, it's like, I, I don't go out on my way to listen to it, but I would go to a concert because that it would be so much fun. Like a fucking yes, hair metal concert yes. would be fucking bad. I just went to a hair metal concert. And they, yeah, they fucking yeah, rock. it rules. Yeah. That's but that's the whole thing. It's like the presentation of the just it, it put. It's gonna put your, a smile on your face. You're gonna be dancing, yeah. having a good time. And they are all very talented. That's the other thing too. Like singers are so good. Like Sebastian Bach, easily one of the best vocalists ever. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy from Skid Row. Um, but uh, okay, so. Jared, here's here's my question, and I guess what we're doing is kind of like a stripped down version of the show. We're off the rails. Let's let's go. Yeah, <laughs> let's fucking it's, go, baby. This is where, and you might be able to help me, but this is where my biggest nitpick of the film is, in that I don't think. And your question is, can you defend the film? I don't think there's a strong narrative in this film. Like it doesn't have a narrative trajectory. It's just a bunch of interviews. There isn't a real cohesion as to what the overall goal is of the film. It feels more like a celebration of hair metal. Exactly. And it does. But here's the thing. It doesn't really get new audiences interested in hair metal i feel like if you're already in you're gonna watch this and be like this fucking rules i know like all these bands i'm so like this is cool to see them and hear their perspective and this is rad and you're right it kind of like we're kind of just like what do we what is what is the deal because it almost felt like a podcast to me in a way yeah so there's there's a couple interstitials where he's narrating over i believe it's him who's narrating over the the footage that he's had he has and um more of that like yes write your narrative in that like you are the one that is guiding us through these interviews and why they should be significant i wanted it to be more personal i wanted the narrator yes, to be like yes, hey exactly this is who i am my name is this here's you know like really get into it it, it felt like whenever the narrator would come up it, it would be like here's a brief history on hair metal or you know th- there were some thoughts to that but i i felt so disconnected from who the narrator was. It was just like this person that would show up sometimes. So a couple other issues I had was the cutting from the different scenes. I was going to bring that up. Because there's no, there's no like audio. Some interviews get cut off early. Yeah. There's no connectors there. So that was a little jarring. It felt like a lot of the footage was because COVID's brought up in this. So I believe this was filmed during COVID as is everything we have to watch now, apparently. Uh, but understandable because like people still want to make films. I was going to say, don't beat up on people for filming. I know, I know. (laughs) I just, I fucking hate COVID so much. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, did I mention I, I literally have COVID right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just getting over COVID everybody. So yeah. Um, thankfully it wasn't that bad. So, uh, could have been a lot worse, but anyways, the documentarian's like, okay, I'm going to, maybe send them questions or whatever. And then they're going to film their own video and then submit it to him. That's exactly what happened. But what that ends up being is the audio quality is wildly different. The video is wildly different. And that didn't bother me so much. 
Because while while I do agree that it is wildly different, mm-hmm. I understood the the process that that was like he he literally like threw out a wide net mm-hmm. and the people. Like I'm sure he he threw it out to even more bands that are actually in the documentary, and the people that gave it to him, he probably sifted through that and only included what he wanted to include. So he did his due diligence, and it, it, like some people might have had some good things to say versus people who he was had immediate access to. He has this amazing performance of um, I think it's Night Laser is the name of the band throughout the entire um, the entire. Uh, film and there's like a music video from another a different band like it's it's very much steeped in the music which i did appreciate a lot yeah yeah, i like the interstitials of like showing the music videos and stuff that was cool but he could have mastered some of the audio better right once you get that audio in there's there's some scenes of people talking but it would be like you hear the air conditioning i'm like you can do some stuff to work on that to clean it up a little better right you can have it so that the Video quality maybe matches more in tone or like just get it a little more uniform. Uh, so there's there's some things you could do to, to clean that up. Yes, but does it require a budget? Maybe sometimes. But this is this one is it's this journey into documenting in a more appealing way than a textbook. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just it feels like it's just this very small group, even just one guy doing it. It does feel themselves. very indie, and I like that. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's it, that's that's what made me really like it. Some of the things I had problems with were like some of the the talent is more characters than or some of the talent are more characters than some of the other talent. Oh yeah, or yeah. like. Some of the characters are just a little too cringy for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, because it's, it's it's like, how far do you want to go? I feel like there's different spectrums of like artists, artists, artists. And then there's the entertainers where it's like, are we going to get silly or go into parody? They mentioned Steel Panther. I don't know if you've ever seen mm-hmm. Steel Panther before. Yeah, I've seen Steel they're Panther. insane. <laughs> they are insane. They're, they're like hyper-sexualized, ridiculous versions of, they're like the... Turned up to eleven. What hair metal is? Yeah, they they're very controversial now nowadays in like this this kind of politically correct climate yeah. that they have. Like they're very very much masculine and misogynistic in ways. It's a parody of themselves. Yeah, like, exactly. I think they realize exactly. how ridiculous it is, and that's what makes it fun. Exactly, that's what it's supposed to be. But then you have a, like on the other end with like. Um, like King Zebra, for example, is like that guy. I, I went and so because I went and listened to some of these uh, some of these bands, and uh, is Eric Eric Saint Michael's. And I'm like, dude, this guy fucking rocks. Like mm-hmm. he's he's he has a good stage presence. They're having a lot of fun, but they're not as like silly. They're not here to like make people laugh. They're here to fucking like let's we're gonna rock out. We're gonna fucking rock. So right. and I I appreciate both of those dynamics. The yin and yang, if you will. Of life. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. But dude, I wrote down so many questions for you. Okay. Please give me. Well, one of them, speaking of the comedy, do you think, because the angle that Steel Panther goes to, again, is comedy. It kind of leans in on that. Do you feel like that is a good direction for hair metal to go into? And I know we're not qualified to really talk about this because we're not like huge hair metal fans. I don't know what you're talking about. I am a music historian. <laughs> you do know a lot um, more about music than me, at least. I, I, I mean, I feel like at least has a place, right? 
what steel panther or music like steel panther the comedy aspect the parody aspect because there's a thing where some of the hair metal guys were talking to like we do real hair metal and then there's these other people that do like hair metal that we don't like so there's even like in in fighting (laughs) inside the hair metal there's like subgroups that they're like no they're not real hair metal we are and that's just so (sighs) it's so lame like guys just relax (laughs) it's the elitist attitude and they even talk about it in the documentary too right of like people being elitist and you're like just like what you like man i mean you don't have to like justin bieber but i can at least be like all right i respect that this guy can make a like he has a lot of fans i don't know if he does now honestly i don't know what's going on justin bieber (laughs) but like this guy you know he's doing his own thing like i don't get the music it's not for me but it's like doesn't mean i have to like go and hate it and destroy it like why waste well, my energy the the well let's go back to the description here like there are so many and i'm not saying that bruce is a gatekeeper by any means because he definitely has his heart in the right place with this documentary however there are so many people who are into metal that like they're gatekeepers they're like yeah. you can't like this because this it's like don't just let people like what they want to like you know Case in point, like the whole issue with Nirvana. It's like, I love Nirvana and I know it's not for everybody, mm-hmm. but you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion and that's totally fine. What I was wanted to get more of in this documentary was the, the okay. So the, the guys with the bleach platinum blonde hair, those uh, yeah, are the ones yeah, that yeah. I'm talking about that are like, just so cringy to me, but the overall attitude they have is fantastic and that is what the spirit of this documentary is is like let's have a good time i thought they were fun i didn't think they were cringe they were kind of they were just silly (laughs) that's that's what it was they may have been drunk too everyone's like drinking in this too which is really great yeah and then one of my favorite like my favorite but not my favorite at the same time just their presence on camera was just so bizarre to me was the one from switzerland (gasps) oh i loved them hold on on. like it's all just like they're all sitting in a row and they're like all like kind of hair metal but goth at the same time and only one of them's talking because i think only one of them can speak english kill city kills those guys were cool man they were but there was like one there was one scene that I thought was used over again because they literally gave the same answer twice, except they changed a little bit of it. It felt like, yeah, maybe English was not their first language and that they were reading from a prompter, which is fine mm. because yeah. but then it's like you have these other bandmates and they're just sitting there and staring sitting there staring at the camera and <laughs> in my comedy brain, I'm like, okay, this could be a funny bit where like they never speak. Yeah. But they're not going for that. But it's there was one where there was a time where the guy who was right spoke a little bit, but you could tell that the 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 frontman kind of leads that band for sure. The part that I'm talking about that gets repeated, he's like he's listing these bands that like inspired him. And like each time it was the same bands. I'm like, we didn't you just praise those bands like in the last time? I'm like, okay, okay. And it's like it was Guns N' Roses warrant, and it's like, okay, I get it. Okay, so other questions for you. So they talk about in the film, how like with hair metal, you can dress a certain way and how it can be challenging to other people. And they're not like secure with their masculinity or uh, like Mm -hmm. how it can be like fun and freeing to, to like dress that way. If you go to a hair metal concert, can you dress the way you want to dress and be who you want to be? Or 
would you not be fitting in with what that crowd is? You know what I mean? So like, if I don't show up like with long hair or, you know, like dress how everyone else is there, are they going to be accepting or like, what's the deal? I mean, I, you don't know this, but it's just something, something I was thinking about It's less of a question and more of a ponderance. Well, okay. So I, I just, I just went to a Queens right show and, um, Queens Reich, excuse me. Uh, most everybody was dressed normally. A, a certain percentage were jean jackets, and then a certain percentage, like very few, maybe two couples, were like hardcore all the way, hair, like everything. So, on the whole, preparation H feels great, but also, um, it, it just depends on the crowd and depends on where they are. Like if it's like a super like niche hair metal crowd, mm-hmm. like like they're talking about in Europe, there's going to be a lot of people yeah. that are dressed in that. And I, I don't think they're going to be not accepting of you. I mean, you're there to have a good time. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's true. Um, oh yeah. I guess we got to touch on this, but what is the current music now? Because I think you do keep up with a lot of musical trends just to like, ooh, um, to, to stay like to keep up with your students to at least have something to talk to them about. Hip hop, R and B, like pop, pop music. It's it's very much influenced by the the R and B. Okay, so whenever Nirvana happened, well, in the nineteen eighties, even before Nirvana, there was like you know, hip hop like just started booming in in these neighborhoods of New York, and then it kind of booms and becomes more popular, and more popular, and then rap gets on board with that. So it's Pop music is now this kind of amalgamation of rap music, hip hop, and um, atmosphere, where it's like really big bass hits and like droning bass sounds, and that's what carries the melody. And then like it's a rap that's over it. Is that its own genre now, or is it just still pop? No, it's it's it's. I would call it just pop. Like so much is being influenced by that. Um, there are some great rock bands. There's there there are some great things that uh feature guitar but what i've noticed is guitar is no longer front and center guitar is more of a tool now and it's it's more of a means to an end rather than um like this thing that you want to go see Mm. Mm -hmm. which is the extension of a penis if you really think (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) i mean look at it hell yeah dude when am i not can't look away so did you, out of all the bands that were in the documentary, did you check out any of them or, or was, there, was there any band that really stood out to you? I did not have the time to check them out. No, no worries. I, I wrote them down. Like I want to go see uh, more about um, uh, Midnight City. That sounded the best to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the guy, I forgot what his first name was, but he called himself like something Shades. Oh, he just Rocky Shades. Rocky he had like Shades. a big uh, hat on. Yeah, he was yeah. fun. I liked him. Yeah. He had the most interesting things to say, I think, because yeah, he yeah, was the yeah. one that seemed that we steeped in it the most. Then there was another guy with like these really big, stupid looking like red glasses. And he also had a big hat. And he oh, he was, was cool. a producer. Yeah, he was a producer I for liked him. years. Yeah, I liked him a lot because he had like kind of the he, he was a performer, but he was also ingrained in the actual production of this type of music. It's interesting because do you think that these guys because they're professional musicians is and they only they're doing the hair metal do you think that really defines their character and who they are do you think they have a life outside of like okay i'm done i'm not performing now i'm doing other things well that's brought up in the documentary mm-hmm. 
like that one guy, he's kind of a younger looking guy who's sitting in a studio with um, the blue snowball mic. Yeah. Um, he said that, you know, you just got to be comfortable in it. And you like, not everybody can wear my hair the way I wear it and go out. I guess the reason I bring this up is because I feel like sometimes fans, when you're a fan of something, you can become so devoted to it that it becomes toxic because you've decided yes. that this thing is your personality so that when someone says, oh, you know, hair metal, it's it's fine. It's not really for me. They become so offended by that that yeah. it's like they start to like dislike you as a human being. You're like, man, come on. <laughs> it's like when something defines you too much, I think it can be unhealthy. Oof. And I, I struggle with that too. Like uh, there was somebody badmouthing a TV show I liked at work recently. And I was like, mm -hmm. that person is human garbage. <laughs> so I was thinking in my head, I'm like, I do not want to speak to that person ever again. I'm like, I can't believe it. And all I said was like, yeah, that show wasn't very good. I was like, they're going to die in hell. Now, one thing before we, we wrap up here, I, I want to read something else that he sent to us because I find it really fascinating. Like, Hair Metal Revival is the most recent film he's done. This was released in 2022, I believe July of last year. But here are some of the other titles that he has produced that I'm really interested in watching. So you have um, Metal Health, Out of the Pit, a documentary that focuses on depression and mental health in the metal community. Women of Metal, a film that takes an in-depth look at the struggle of women have faced in this historical, historically male-dominated genre of music. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I want to see that one the most. Like the women, that sounds fascinating to me. Um, True American Black Metal, a film that looks at the rise of extreme metal in the Appalachian region of the United States, and then like it just, I like metal enough to want to see all of these films produced. So if you're a huge metal fan, these films are independently produced so they they are rough around the edges but they have the content there the only thing like i was saying before that is missing from them is a narrative and it, like if if you and here's why the narrative's important if you are interested remotely in metal music and you like watching documentaries of course you're going to finish this documentary but if you are kind of wishy-washy about it mm -hmm. and you don't have a narrative to follow that's when people are going to start dropping off yes. your, your bandwagon so you need to have that narrative to engage people and it, like it could be as simple as like you write this essay that you kind of read and you take us through why these interviews are significant yes why hair metal has affected your life in this way that you yes. felt compelled to make a documentary about it right closing thoughts i had fun watching this even though yeah. i don't know much about hair metal um it was just really interesting i i like hearing people's passion for things yeah no exactly uh it makes me want to like go out and create and be passionate about the stuff i'm passionate about and uh which is uh beanie babies by the way um but you know we'll talk about that another podcast i guess that's it. That's it. We did it. Guys, you can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. Check out our Patreon if you would like. Um, if you're a filmmaker, that's primarily for you. If you donate $5 one time um, because you submitted a film and you don't want to wait the six to seven months it takes to get to the film, we get to it sooner with the $5 donation. Um, and yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening, for sending us your films to watch. It's it's a brave move to be like, you know, I've made this thing. I've put out like my heart and soul into it. Now I'm going to have strangers uh, judge it if it's good or not. <laughs> it's a fucked up, weird 
relationship we we have. <laughs> it's very strange. Which is why it bothers me so much when people are just like outright awful to, to, to it's like, it's the same reason like when you're in a car and you scream and yell at someone and flip them off you're like, hey, fuck you, right? Or whatever. It's because you're you've disconnected from them as a human being. You're not really seeing them as like people anymore. And yeah. we can we're real good at doing that and really like disconnecting ourselves. Same thing with like if a tragedy happens across the world, it's not in my neighborhood. Like, what do I fucking care? So it's it's having empathy is is the big issue. Yeah. <laughs> it's just empathy. Anyways, uh fuck all you guys. You're all pieces empathy of shit. The, the main word. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> fucking f- ah, fuck. Uh Daniel, final word. Round and round. <laughs> Love, find a way, just give it time. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.